0: Where's that dust coming from?
1: welcome to the insomnia project sit back relax and listen as we have a calm conversation that is meant to help you drift your way to sleep perhaps i'm your host marco timpano thank you for joining us and today i have the special pleasure of saying hello and welcoming our guest Nima karazi back to the podcast welcome Nima.
2: oh hey marco it's so nice to be here again
1: it's it's wonderful to have you, and I want to thank you, because if you can tell, I'm a little under the weather. And so when Nima found out, he's like, I'll record with you. Amanda's working, and I was like, this is wonderful. So from Los Angeles to Toronto, we bring you today's <laughs> podcast, kind of like a bird flying from one city to the other.
2: Hmm, look at that.
1: Look at that, right? Uh, that brings us to our topic today, which is birds and bird watching. Oh, yeah. You have a fondness for that, right, Nima?
2: I have always appreciated birds, and I didn't know that it was a thing that you could do as a younger person. Oh, okay. I thought birding and bird watching and all that was, you had to be like a retired person. Sure. And Go on trips to Costa Rica to go find the Quetzal bird, and you know that kind of stuff. And then, when I started talking to some people about birds, someone just mentioned the Merlin Bird app, and oh yes, it yes, sparked everything for me. And then that was just the beginning of the the new my new life as a birder.
1: So, um, all right, so. Tell us, who introduced you, and tell us about the app.
2: You know, it was, I I know you and I, Marco, are very uh, uh, people-oriented, chatty, talkative, uh, very approachable. Sure. And I was just out somewhere in a park, and there was a lady holding her phone up to this bird that was chirping. And I asked her, I said, are you recording that so that you can figure it out later? And she said, no, it's this app. It's called Merlin. Now, at the time, and actually for the first like six months, I thought it was named after the wizard Merlin from King Arthur. Because it's spelled that way. It's spelled that way. Yeah, sure. Merlin is a type of hawk. Right. So there's like a Merlin falcon or a Merlin... Raptor of some sort, sure, sure, so she tells me about this app, and she's like, "You can take a photo or you can do a sound recording. It's pretty good about figuring out you know which bird you're listening to, and even if there's multiple birds, and you can track them, and you can have a life list of birds and I was like, "That's it, and so I just spent the rest of the day downloaded the app and just walking around. And trying to capture as many digital, digitally capture as many birds as I could. And then it just grew from there.
1: And then sometimes you'll send me photos of the birds that you've captured, which I always love. Oh, yeah. So what are some of your highlight birds that you've captured
2: on your Merlin app? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So I, okay, so this is a good, qu- I have a question for you. Sure. You're you're into birds a, l- a little bit. I am. So, let me ask you this. This is controversial here. No, no, sure. We, the in the birding community, yes. that, that cap- digitally capture these birds, mm-hmm. we have an understanding, I feel like, okay. that if you see the bird, or if you hear the bird in person, you may digitally capture said bird. Okay, yeah. Does that count... If you go to a zoo oh. and they have an exhibit of puffins oh. and you take a picture of a puffin or an emperor penguin or some great build stork or great build something or heron sure. or something. Yeah. And you didn't see it in nature, but you get to see it in captivity.
1: That's a great question. So um, first of all, if there was a puffin exhibit and you went to it, kudos to you. I was in Newfoundland recently where puffins, you know, roam. <laughs> and we were on a ship and I said to Amanda as we're on this uh, we're on this uh ferry going from Newfoundland to Saint Pierre Miquelon. And I said to Amanda, I said, "The only thing I haven't seen on this trip is a puffin." I go, "How great would it be if a puffin landed we were out on uh, out on the ferry?" Landed on this railing that was right in front of me. And as I said this, Nima. No way. No way. No, no, it didn't happen. I'm just going to make sure everyone's (laughs) expectations are managed here. As it happened, a wrapper for a chocolate bar that I had in my pocket had blown out of my pocket and flew up right in front. And it was white. (laughs) And for a split second... For the smallest second in the world, my heart was full because I thought a puffin had landed on my command. Now oh. I captured the the um, wrapper. I put it t- tucked it in my front pocket so it wouldn't fly away. But we both had a really good laugh. But all I wanted to do was see a puffin, and I didn't see them. So, did you see the puffins?
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I saw oh, them. That's
1: so special. I say it counts, my friend. Because you're not going to, you're like, I was in puffin territory (laughs) and I didn't see a puffin. So I'm, I'm, because I have a little teensy bit of jealousy that you saw a puffin and I didn't, I'm going to give you credit. I'm going to give you your puffin credits here and now.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I appreciate that. Is that a train? Oh yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. There's your hearing is exceptional. I I love that I'm here and the train is just outside my window And you're all the way over there and you're like, wait, I think I hear. Yeah, but that, because that's background noise for you right now. Oh yeah, that's just, yeah, that's just every day. It's usually on every like half hour, 45 minutes.
1: Earlier when we were supposed to record, I didn't Mm -hmm. tell you this. There was steam rollers in front of my house. Steamrollers. The ones that squish like uh the coyote and the roadrunner curtains. Like I was like, what is making all this noise? I can't I absolutely cannot record. And there's just steamrollers steaming along on the street putting the 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 gravel down or whatever. And I was like, Really? Of all things, steamrollers? But anyways, back to you yeah. and your Merlin app and your captured birds. Some so, of your highlights.
2: So yeah, so some of my highlights, I captured a a ro- speaking of roadrunners, I captured a roadrunner. Uh that was really special for me because I'd never actually seen one in real life. I've only ever seen them in cartoons. Sure. I captured a grackle.
1: Oh grackles, we fake. have we have them here all the time, grackles. They're, They're awesome.
2: Beautiful. Yeah. And I love their sound.
1: They're like There's, the crow's glamorous cousin. Oh,
2: oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're like a like a skinny, sexy. Hollywood crow,
1: yeah, because they've got a shimmer of like yeah. green blue to them, yeah. God, they're and like pretty, s- sparkly eyes, and they're yeah. like coy, yeah. I love them.
2: Also, I like a real simple. I'm a big raven guy. Yeah. I love ravens, like they're so smart, they're so big, and there's this one raven, this male, by my house when I go on this walk, that he does this sound that sounds like a wood block, or she. that you're hitting. Well, he has the um the feathers. The, the male. Oh, the oh throat, I see. Okay, like the mane of a whatever you call a feathery mane.
1: Oh, I see. I thought you only heard the sound, so you've seen oh, no, this. you see seen this. Oh, okay,
2: yeah. Okay, he's a big guy, and he just sits on top of the tree, and he does that wood blocky sound. Sure, and you can see his throat vibrating when he's doing it. Wow, and just like I play drums, yeah, and I've made that sound. And I always think like the amount of things it took for me to make that sound. I had to go buy a clave. I had to get the wood block to be the right wood block. I had to get the you know all these things to in order. Like I had to go to three different stores wow. to make sure. And then he's just he just does it. Right.
1: It's amazing. What's a, what's a clave?
2: A clave is like a wooden block that okay. you hit with another wooden block. Okay, so that's that's a a so it's an instrument. instrument. Oh, it's a percussion instrument. Anything that you hit together to make a noise is percussive. So it's a percussion. I see. So even the this is the one that messes me up is a piano has strings on the inside, right? That the hammer hits the string, and because of that, it's considered a percussion because you are tapping the string with a hammer on the inside.
1: Fascinating. Yeah. So m- m- here's one of my cool bird encounters Oh, tell me So, you know, um, Canada has birds that are native to our area That often will will sort of shim- shimmy down to the US <laughs> But, uh, you know, there's certain birds that we have That, um, you know, are often associated with our country Like the Canada goose That's oh, not yeah. the bird I'm talking about those are the ones that we always kind of try to avoid. They're very messy birds. They poop everywhere and oh, they poop are everywhere. Yeah, and they they clamor in large groups and they'll often, you know, be in front of you and you're trying to drive and you've got to wait for these geese to go, et cetera, et cetera. But another bird that is, I think, Quebec's uh provincial bird. Amanda and I are driving home from the cottage. And as we're driving, and this is a a winter, a crisp winter. Afternoon, just to set mm-hmm. the scene. Snow on the ground. It's bitterly cold. There's a snap of, you know, frosty breath that comes out of your mouth. But we're in the car, nice and toasty, warm, driving. And as we're driving down a farm field road, so you can just see nature for miles and miles, on a fence post mm-hmm. is a snowy owl. Oh. And so Amanda turns and she goes, is that a snowy – and as she's saying it, the owl flaps its oh, wings and gosh. starts to fly parallel with the car.
2: Oh, my gosh.
1: And the bird is A, gorgeous, but B, it's a large bird, larger than <laughs> I would have expected, right? And so you're, I'm driving with this like pterodactyl-sized bird next to me that's like – you know, just stricken awe in me. And it's just so majestic and beautiful. And like, just like, look at me. And then it was gone. And it was like, that was an incredible moment. So that I think is one of my favorite bird experiences.
2: Oh, that's a really good one. Yeah. I, uh I've, there's a, a movie called my cousin Vinny. Oh, I love it. With Joe Pesci and uh Marisa Tomei. To oh God. Marisa Tomei won the Academy award for that movie.
1: Ralph Macho. Ralph (laughs) Macchio, Fred Gwynn, who played the Munster, the uh, Herman Herman Munster, Munster was the judge. He was fantastic. Love that film. It was great.
2: Good movie. Great movie. And uh, when when Vinny goes to the cabin (laughs) to go stay, there's a screech owl. Yeah, and I've never seen a screech owl before, but you hear this like it screeches. Sure, it's so loud, and he gets so upset. He grabs his gun and goes and shoots in the middle of the night and then the camera goes from the front door of the cabin where he just fired six rounds and goes back inside and zooms out in one shot and zooms out the screech owl is on the the tree branch and then just at that moment it does one last shriek and i i was like i never knew you existed but i'm in love with you yeah and that And the kestrel falcon have been Mm -hmm. two birds that I've always had an adoration for. Sure. And I met them both at, there was like a farmer's market event in, you know, Redondo Beach or some beach city. And there was a bird captivity rescue center that had a tent. And they had birds there and they had a kestrel falcon and a screech owl. Wow. And it was like amazing. And I was like, Can I take a photo? And they said no. And I said, I could put five bucks in your tip jar. And they're like, You can take as many photos as you want. There you go. That's nice. <laughs>
1: um That that scene you just mentioned from my cousin Vinny. Yeah. I, I I don't know if it was you who told me this. That was a fluke that the owl <laughs> like they 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 did not like it was it was just a happenstance moment that when they panned that the owl on cue Knew it was on camera, knew it was its good side, hit its mark, did its action. No, that's that's a you know, it was like everyone was like thrilled with it. Oh, um, yeah, I didn't yeah, know that. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, if you look it up, there's the I think the story's even better than how I'm telling it, but yeah. Um, one of the birds that always impresses me when I see that, see it is the cardinal. Whenever I see a cardinal, I'm yeah. always like struck by it because I'm like, oh, a cardinal, like. You know, it's so, it's so impressive. Like this red bird out of nowhere. I'll, I'll Seems often see often regal
2: it. almost
1: there's something. And they say, you know, when you see a Cardinal, it's the um, memory of a loved one who's passed on. Right. So it's always oh. a lovely, yeah. The Cardinals are associated with that. I mean, I see blue jays all the time and yeah. they're, they're, they're not the nicest birds when it comes to the bird. Not, not that birds need to be nice. I shouldn't try to humanize <laughs> them, but they can be aggressive and, uh, and uh, so I see them all the time, but they're not as impressive to me as the Cardinals. So I guess I'm a St. Louis fan versus yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Toronto Louis fan. Jays. Yeah.
2: Um, I actually, my, I've all, I visited Toronto when I was a kid. And my first, I have so many positive memories with Toronto. And then. My When I saw Niagara Falls, I saw from the Toronto side. I've never seen it from the New York side, nor will right. I, because it's mm. not the good, the Toronto side's the better side anyway.
1: We'll we'll say the Ontario side, because Toronto's about two hours from oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, all, okay. it's all the same to me. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, or the Canadian side. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear and what you're then, saying.
2: So I saw that, and then my first baseball game was a Blue Jays game. Oh, was and, it really? And so this is a, this is a fun little story. Okay. So my father told me, me and my coworkers got... Four tickets for the Blue Jays versus the Angels. So my dad tells me I have these four tickets to the Toronto Blue Jays game. They're playing the Angels. Why don't you come down? Me and two of my coworkers, the four of us, will go see this game. And I go, sure, let's go. We, I get down there. I take the bus. I get down to his work. We drive over to the thing. We get there two hours early. My dad and his friends are like, all right, we're gonna you know, have some drinks and, you know, eat some chips and then go inside in like an hour. So they drink a little tequila, whatever. Sure. We go to get into the game and they the my dad comes back and goes, the tickets are for tomorrow. Oh. So we ended up spending the whole game, listening to it on the radio. Oh my and just goodness. just being in the parking lot and they had a blast. And then we went back the next day. The next oh, day did. we went back and- the Blue Jays were losing, I want to say like five to one against the Angels. And my dad goes, look, it's the seventh inning stretch. Let's go home. Sure. And I'm like, dad, you never know. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm i telling you, I know. And I'm like, let's, you never let's be,
1: know. Let's beat traffic. Beat let's the just, traffic. Oh, sure.
2: No one cares. Yeah. We get in the car, we drive home, I check the next day, and the blue jays won nine to seven. <laughs> and I was like, I am never leaving a game early ever again.
1: Oh my goodness.
2: But I've always had that so every time I see a blue jay, I think of Toronto.
1: Okay, sure. And so
2: every time I think of Toronto, I think of you. Thank so you. So now all the blue jays and also all the scrub jays, because I don't I can't really identify the difference unless they're standing right next to each other. Sure. So every blue jay, and we have a ton of scrub jays out here. Are so, scrub jays
1: blue though? Are they yeah, blue yeah. in color? Oh, they are. Oh, yeah. Okay,
2: I think they're just a little smaller than a blue jay.
1: Oh, I see. Okay,
2: yeah, but they're very territorial. They're like, a, yeah. what's that Australian bird that attacks a bunch?
1: Um, it's
2: with an M, I think. Like a
1: um the uh does it make the big. Big sound, that really big sound. I can't think of it now. Um, Amanda can do that sound. She does one bird and it's an Australian bird. It'll come. Oh, no, it's the kookaburra. She does the kookaburra. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. That's
2: the licorice bird. Yeah. Licorice (laughs) bird. There's a kookaburra licorice that's out of Australia that has the picture of the kookaburra the front.
1: No, I can't. Do you know that we had a bird this past summer? Oh, I wish I could remember it. It's like a, it, it looks like an Oreo, but it's not. Okay. That was very aggressive towards people this, this, <laughs> this year. And a couple of my friends were bombarded by them this year. I oh, yeah. have to, yeah, let me, I'm going to, as we're speaking, I'm going to text my friend, Trevor. Yeah, gonna, and see, yeah, ask
2: because yeah. I, it might be the same bird. Cause that bird also exists in Denver, Colorado. It's just not as territorial or as aggressive when we're there So it's just really pretty to look at. It's this beautiful black bird, and it's got this, like, white stripe on its wing. And it's really, it's, uh, and they also, they're in, like, small groups of, like, three or four. Sure. And they they all just kind of hang out. And mostly on the ground, which is weird. Like, you don't think about it, but most birds stay in trees. But when you see birds, you know, usually you're not looking up to see the bird when you're walking around. Right. So you'll see the, like a pigeon is on the street or, right. you know, and so when you see these birds, like ravens and crows and stuff, you just hang out on the ground because they're, they're scavengers. Right. So these birds are also on the ground too, but they're real mm-hmm. pretty. Yeah. Yeah. But they can be real territorial. In Australia, they get, they get, they attack bicyclists and stuff if they come by their nests under a tree and they'll chase them for blocks.
1: Wow. Wow, that's that's nifty. Yeah, I've texted I've texted Trevor. We'll see if he gets back to us before the end of the podcast. But <laughs> uh but yeah, I'm just texting random friends about birds I'm gonna be like, "What what is this text you're sending me?" Um I I I I know that that we were talking about jays a second ago. The gray jay is also called the Canada jay. And I'm curious oh. to see that one if I haven't already seen it. And um, and uh, I'm just trying to think of other birds that I really enjoy spotting in the wild. Is there any bird that you have yet to see that's on your list?
2: Okay, so another little story for you. Okay. Um, when my dad and I lived in La Habra with my mom and my sister, um, there was a little... Um, Costa Rican restaurant that had a green Quetzal bird on the side of it. And if you're not familiar with Quetzal birds, they're like a little bird. They're like the the size of like a, like a, I don't know, a finch or like some, like a small, like a sparrow. Sure. But they have these really long, gorgeous green feathered tails.
1: Right. I know this about you. You, I thought you saw this at the (laughs) farmer's market.
2: no. No, no, no. We, it was a restaurant that had the picture of this Quetzal okay. bird
1: okay, sorry. Go on, on the
2: side of it. And so my dad looked and said, oh, what kind of bird is that? And I said, oh, dad, this is the most interesting bird in the world because there's a tribe in, in South America that in order to become a man in this tribe, you have to bring back a feather from this bird. And you can't kill the bird because it's a sacred, holy bird. Sure. So you have to track this bird from the age of 12 until you can find a feather. And sometimes you'll be walking, you'll be tracking this bird day and night, and then the bird will just fly across a waterfall and you'll just miss out. That's it. You you lost your bird, you have to go back, and then you you have to do remedial work and you can never be considered a man in this tribe. Right. And anyway, I went on and on and told all this great story. And years and years later, my dad was telling me, oh, you know, and he was telling about me to somebody, you know, Nima told me this story about this bird in South America where the, tra- and I f- had totally forgotten about it. And I said, dad, I'm, I made that up. And he goes, what part of it? And I said, all of it. I, don't, I actually don't even know if that's a real bird. And then I looked it up, and it, it is the Quetzal bird from Costa Rica, and it is a it is actually somewhat sacred. It's actually in da- endangered as well. Oh, okay. And th- it's rare to find them or see them, but there's tours you can go on in Costa Rica, and you can find this bird, and it's on their money, they, so they oh, you can okay. always get that. So I've I would be so happy if I could see a Quetzal bird in real life. I think it would be amazing. I think that would be one of the coolest things ever.
1: That is awesome. Would you go on that tour?
2: Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I think, you know, I have a really bad tendency when I travel where I want to do things that I really want to do. I want to save it like dessert and do it at the end of the trip. So if if there's like, I don't know, a a special drive to some place I want to do, or if there's like a, walk in nature that i'd like to do i want to save that for the last so that if there's anything not so great in the middle of the trip at least we left on a high note and the problem with that is more often than not that thing that you did that you had a really great time doing sure you wish you would have done earlier so that you could have done it twice maybe if there was time allowing. i hear you so now I'm like, maybe we just do the dessert first. Like that's one of the first two-day things that we do. And then if we really like that, we can maybe schedule one more towards the end of the trip. Not a bad idea. <laughs> Not a bad idea. But it's also what makes it special too that
1: you, you know, you did it once and that was it. And until oh, yeah. next time, you know. That's uh, true. Trevor did get back to me. but with Can the I wrong, guess? No, he gave me the wrong bird. What did he say? He said starling.
2: That's not a starling. No, I think not, if I think if I'm not mistaken, Marco, it's a magpie. Maybe you're right, magpie. It's a magpie because those those look up birds in Colorado, whales. yeah, are just as beautiful as the Australian version, but they're mm-hmm. not aggressive. But the Australian ones are super aggressive, and there's even they even have special during magpie seat like. Um, nesting season mm. they have special bicycle helmets that have um, wires on them to discourage the magpies from attacking bicyclists and you have to be very curious. It's like there's signs and everything telling you in Australia that magpies might attack you
1: <laughs> okay it's not the magpie oh, it's no. not the starling <laughs> I've looked it up yes tell me so it wasn't last year but in 2021 Okay. the red-winged blackbirds were diving oh. people in Toronto like it was going out of style. So, okay. yeah, the, the red, the red. I'm just going to take a, a snapshot of it. Yeah. Oh, did you hear that? I, did, I didn't think I had that on. Uh, I'm going to see if I can send it to you. Um, I'll see if I can send it to you just so you can see what it looks like. I'm going to do it old old school. Style. Oh, I'm going to send it to the wrong person now. I'm sure everyone's like, "This is really fascinating podcast right now." Marco's sending snapshots to Nima, so this is what the bird looked like. You know, part of the reason I got so into birds was, and I've said it on this podcast before, was the game wingspan. Oh yeah, that we play because I've I've learned so much about birds playing, and I've I've also f- realized the birds that I like. And that I'll go for are birds that I'm like, oh, I really like that bird. Like, I, I, would, I would like to see that bird. And there's other birds from the game yeah. that are probably really nice birds, but their powers in the game just irritate me. So I don't yeah. like the bird. Like, you know, the bird on the box cover? With oh, the yeah. The scissor tail? Yeah, yeah. I oh, don't it's like so that. so pretty. Bird. Pretty bird. Oh, because but I he's a
2: crummy card bird.
1: Yeah, it's not a great card. And so I'm like, this bird, I can't stand it. And it's on the token when you play. I forget what the name of the bird I want to say scissor tail something or other. And I'm like, I don't like that bird. And then there's other <laughs> birds that I'm like, I, lo- I love Nuthatch. I think oh, yeah. they're great birds. The Thrasher. The Thrasher bird. Oh, the I'm Thrasher, like, is, yeah. The Thrasher bird's an incredible bird. Like what it does. I'm not even going to say it on the podcast because it's, it's, it's quite aggressive, but wow, some birds are just really cool birds.
2: Yeah, we we actually got lucky where we live. There's a magnolia tree in front of our house. Oh, beautiful. And hum, hummingbirds love to nest in magnolia trees. So two years ago in February, we had a hummingbird nest and she had two eggs. Oh, wow. And then last year we had one that she had two eggs. And so in February we should have, an, and I have this little, thing where i share the video with all my friends and so i i uh i usually just up update that although last year i didn't do it but i'll i'll do it this year but will that's a, that's do, another bird i love a lot will
1: you do it on your instagram
2: oh yeah i could do it on my insta yeah okay so where can people find you oh yeah so i'm across all social media i am at nema speaks all so n-i-m-a-s-p-e-a-k-s or nema's peaks you know
1: Sure, sure that works too. Um, I think I heard your wife coughing in the background there. In case anybody's oh, wondering, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a a starling <laughs> that got trapped in the house. Um, why is it that hummingbirds like to nest in magnolia trees?
2: Because the leaves of magnolia trees are so large and they hang down, then they they give enough cover. Because there's a bunch of squirrels and stuff that come up and pester them, and then other birds oh, also, sure, are bigger than them. And unfortunately, there's there's just, you know, people, there's animals that eat eggs. Right, of so course. So they have to try to cover and protect. But they're just so beautiful. And they sit there and they, they, they're patient. And usually around February, it's a little bit rainy out here. But that mama bird just sits on that nest and is just so patient and waits wow. and goes and gets real neck. Because we have like hummingbird feeders in front of our house, like hanging. Yes. And But she goes and gets – she never drinks from the feeder. She goes and gets it from real flowers. Right. She's organic. You know, she doesn't – (laughs)
1: Listen, when you live in California, (laughs) it's part and parcel of what goes on. Well, Nima, listen. we got the one. I got to thank you so much for, uh, you know, last minute I just sent Nima a message and he's like, yeah, let's do it. And I really appreciate it. I appreciate you and I appreciate all the bird talk. That we've had both on the podcast and listeners, I can tell you, we have a lot of bird conversations (laughs) off the podcast too.
2: Yeah, yeah, and thank you again, Marco, for teaching my wife and I how to play wingspan. That was very uh, patient of you to Uh, uh, to take your time. I'm going to just
1: uh, you 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 cut out there when you said I want to thank you, Marco.
2: Oh, okay. So I want to thank you, Marco, so much for teaching my wife and I how to play wingspan. It took a lot of patience on your end, but I really appreciate that. So uh, it's it's a game that we still play uh, every now and again, yeah. just the two of us. And she was actually playing solo. It's a great game, you can even play solo, but and then every time she would lose to the to the 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 non existent player. Yes. And so we would we would call the non existent player Nep, because that's non existent player. Sure. And I and go, How'd it go? She go, Oh, nep beat me again.
1: Oh, my goodness. Naps a monster. <laughs> uh, we just got the Oceana expansion.
2: Oh, nice.
1: With the nectar.
2: Oh, oh, okay. It's a yeah. different
1: game, my friend. It's a different <laughs> game. I'm just saying. Anyways, until next time. Thank you for All listening. Right, and I hope you uh, were able to listen to the podcast today and, and either get a little grain for yourself or at least fall asleep. Until next time.